So Donington Park, only three weekends left of the season. I'm sat in a golf buggy going around the famous historic circuit here in Leicestershire with Dan Rowbottom. This is really exciting. Not as quick as you're normally <laughs> used to coming out of the pits. And I think we're going to run Stephen Jelly over in a minute, aren't we? But uh, <laughs> first of all, looking forward to this weekend. It won't be the first time I've hit Stephen this year, so we'll get that off the get that elephant out of the closet straight away. Um, yeah, no, I am looking forward to it. Obviously, we, we started the year here really strong, put the car in pole position. Slightly different layout this weekend. It's the first time we're using the GP circuit since I think 2002. Yeah. So a long time now. Um, we did the tyre test here the other week. Uh, well, I'd say the other week, it was three, four, five, six, seven weeks ago now. Actually, George Gamble. It's George Gamble. The not, sto there's, sorry, Stephen. There's a professional athlete. Um, whilst we're going around on a golf buggy. Anyway, uh, yeah, we started the off really strong on the national layout. We've got the GP layout to think about. That presents some unique challenges, you know, yeah. because you've got two very, very slow hairpins in there. Um, so cars with great, great engines in them, such as a Hyundai, should be really strong. The BMW, in theory, should be strong, because obviously it's got rear-wheel drive bias. Yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to it. it. Should be a good weekend. So we've just come around the first corner, that cracking first regular corner. We're now heading down to this amazing drop. Just talk me through this, and you're lining up. I can see you line, even though you're in a golf buggy, you're looking for the racing line. I think it's force of habit. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the best sections of circuit, in my opinion, anywhere in the world. You know, um, as soon as you've got some tyre temp in the right rear, it's completely flat in a touring car. It does take a bit of time to build up to it, and I, I remember going back to the first first uh, weekend here you know I remember last year in the Honda I really struggled to do it flat I just didn't have the confidence so this year I basically told myself an FP1 I'm like right lap three just do it flat yeah. I committed to it did it and then it became the easiest thing I've ever done in my life so but it is mind over matter here with a lot of grip so coming down the hill as we're heading down we're now going to the left hand you're just taking the curve here how unbalanced is the car as you get to this point I obviously because the, the car's heavily loaded on the right hand side so it just wants to continue to turn left yeah. But of course now the circuit goes right. Some, some. I think I saw the sick joke of, you know, <laughs> let's make the car as unnervy as possible. But ultimately, the car's loaded that way. It wants to push you to the gravel. So the trick here is to get it to just take enough speed out of it and put the weight back on the front without overstepping the mark. Um, and obviously here is critical. Old Heaven is for me the, the the most critical part of this circuit. You've got a massive uphill climb. And any minimum you lose here, you will not gain it back. It doesn't matter how good the engine is, it doesn't matter how strong the car is, you cannot gain a deficit of three or four kilometres loss here. Absolutely. So, just going down through this right-hander now, the famous point where Nigel Mansell went what? off a few years ago. I was stood just uh, at the top of this hill. Was it? More than a few. Okay, I was four. Enough. I was here. I, right. I watched that. I was four years old, I think. So, um, three weekends to go. Um, this is your uh, first season uh, with Napa Racing. Um, it's not all gone to plan, has it? But there's been some tremendous positives. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, you know, for me, it's been a, a typical touring car year. You know, it's been filled with highs and lows. But we, we came to Napa um, Racing. You know, the deal was done very late. If I'm honest with you, um, so it was all a bit of a, a whirlwind. A tremendous team to be a part of right from the word go you know just just the commercial element you know going back to february when we stood in the cold freezing cold at anglesey filming the launch video for the season launch and you know there's something special about it you know and it, it was it was quite clear that hang on a minute we're, we're in something really really great so to start the season off with a pole when everybody's on equal kit was was quite important for me because it you know i'm up against 
two of the strongest drivers in the championship and arguably Ash is going to go on to be possibly the most successful driver in the championship if he stays here for any length of time so to, to have to have Ash and Dan as a, as a, as a yard post and as a, someone to measure yourself against was always going to be tough you know just like I received criticism when I joined Dynamics back in 2001 I received criticism again oh you know you won't be able to compete with Ash and Dan so to, to put the car on pole for the first round silenced a few people it, it, it hasn't been smooth sailing since then you know we've, we've had a couple of failures um, you know we had a big incident at Brands that we mentioned at the start of this interview with Stephen you know it wasn't it wasn't anybody's fault it was just a typical case of lap one closing gaps yeah. and we all got tangled up but that was a major setback because in touring car racing now if you have a bad race one your weekend's over so Snetterton was all about recovering some points so it was just stay safe Thruxton I got track limits in qualifying so qualified 14th um, actually black flag from qualifying for the first time in my career so that was that was a new a new thing to experience um, obviously went on to win race three which was great but you know a puncture in race one meant we scored zero points in one and race two was a recovery drive so you know Alton Park we had brake failure so again we, we didn't finish race one so you know we've had so many weekends where it's about recovering our weekend as opposed to striving forward and, and gaining points which is what you need to do to win this championship Croft was amazing you know one two three in qualifying one two three in the first two races I think it's a testament to how hard we've all worked you know it was it was it was a great privilege to be able to play the team game in race one and you know move over to, to gain Ashton points I won't mention he threw him away again in race three at all you know I'm not bitter about that no, no. didn't need that second place trophy after all bless him um, but yeah you know it, I think it just it, the testament to the team and how you know we are close we're all good mates you know Dan Ash and I we all I'm the oldest by about two months but we all kind of grew up together in Carson and we've all known each other for for nearly 30 years I guess so I mean Ash is only just 30 so that's a lie he's a baby we'll, we'll just say 25 years yeah anyway i just point out here that years ago um, we, this is McLean's or Coppice this is Coppice, this is Coppice we, right we've, we've just gone around McLean yeah. uh, this is where I managed to park yeah. a Jim Russell Racing School Formula Vauxhall fantastic so you have great success at Donington then yeah, I've actually was... came off a of coppice, but you know there's still time. We've got a whole race weekend. But yeah, I... it's, it's a bizarre corner. You've got to carry so much speed. Yeah, it's quite. You do. You, you do. Your bum does wince a bit when you reach this curve and you realise that you've you've not got enough track left yeah. to make the corner. So, yeah, it can be it can be challenging. But again, this is key because you've got a long run down to the normally the chicane, but this this weekend it's the other chicane. Um, you know, in coppice is a critical. Just as old hairpin, this is a critical part of the circuit. So yeah. yeah. So, uh, we talked about this many times before. Sponsorship is important to motorsports. Yeah. It can't happen with, without sponsorship from the big organisations, personal sponsors, uh, and, and so on. You've had a long-term fantastic relationship with Phoenix Freight, who have come with you on your, your journey. That must be a critical part of your, the business side of your thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's important to have relationships with people that continue to, continue to run. I've always said that um, we... Uh, yeah, m most of my partners that have, have I've acquired over the years have stayed and for me that's testament to either I'm doing something right or they really like the package so either I'm okay with that um, Phoenix have been with us for a long time you know uh, and it's great because ultimately you know obviously I've got a uh, I come with a fantastic package with Cataclean you know me and Cataclean are very close they've supported my career and they have really been the backbone of my we'll call it my second career because I had one career once and I stopped and then came back so without Cataclean none of this would be possible but ultimately the, the, the funding that comes through Cataclean and the support that comes through Cataclean essentially 
place for the seat so it doesn't leave me with any any headroom to pay the bills so it's so important for companies like Phoenix to be a part of it and you know they've been a great long-term sponsor now and they they enjoy it they support it really well they bring guests to nearly every race um, they've always got a box or a suite overlooking the circuit uh, and you know they really embrace it which is really quite good because they were very green and they'd never done any motors they'd never actually done any sponsorship uh, and and Jamie I'm sure he wouldn't mind me telling you the first meeting I went to he said I don't like marketing people I'm like oh, this is a great start you know um, so uh, yeah, you know, and the fact he's embraced it, and Suk, the owner of the business, has been fantastic. You know, so it's very important. Um, and you know, we've 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 had a, a great long-term relationship. I mean, you know, it's I've got other personal sponsors. I've got some new ones this year. I had a great personal sponsor that, that couldn't do this year, but already they've been on the phone and they want to get back involved next year. So it's 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 a fantastic position to be in that people, you know. Are enjoying what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Now we've just come at the end of the, that Wheatcroft Strait was ever so dull in a golf buggy. It's not it's great in a golf buggy. To be honest, it's not. It's not that exciting in a touring car. But so now, ordinarily, you'd go that right left flick to yes. go back onto um, the the pit straight. We're now heading down on the Melbourne Loop. Yes. So we've gone we've gone left across the curbs, and this is a drag down to the hairpin at the bottom. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I mean, the big problem the big problem in a modern touring car, and people don't appreciate on the telly, and I don't think they even appreciate from the on board but we cannot see in those cars you, you you know you're sat so low you can't really see out of them left or right the mirrors have probably gone on that one anyway <laughs> and then you can't really see where the bonnet ends you you kind of develop a sixth sense you do it by the feel of force I think so um, look how wide it is right this was built for Formula One in 1993 right so it's so wide that we're gonna go down here in lap one and you could comfortably fit eight touring cars widthways here, couldn't you? You can see that, yeah. and there will be eight touring cars widthways. So, how the hell the guy on the left is going to see who's on the right, I don't know. So it's going to be interesting. It'll be great for the fans to watch. So how fast are you going at this? Where we uh, are now? This one. So just I, come over the crest. As I come over the crest, I don't brake to the other side of this crest, and I wait till I hit the rev limiter to tell me in fifth gear. So you, you're travelling. You know, you're well over 100 miles an hour. So are you using this first marker here? Yeah, about here. Yeah, about here. Very hard on the brake down think three gears four gears three gears so just sorry so you're hard on the brake yeah. when do you come off the brake when you when you're then going down as you come the as you go to the, the, the other side of the apex almost oh, yeah. Right, okay. yeah 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 in a front wheel drive car it's all about you've got to keep the weight on the front axle if you don't keep the weight on the front axle the thing will never turn so right. you've got to carry the brake pedal is into the, the corner is the danger here I suppose a little bit about Knock Hill of getting T-boned. 100%. If it's wet as well and somebody gets, you know, if someone puts a run on someone and they overly defend and push them on the grass, it's going to be hell to pay here. Right. And the power, we've gone, we've gone round the corner, the power's you're, you're down pick, now. Yeah, you're picking power up and, and, and I think on the test day, I wasn't back to full throttle until the end of this curb. Which, because, is, a, which is a good well, 150 metres yeah, past. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because again, you know, you're traction limited in a front wheel drive car and you've got to think, as the weight crosses, it lifts the inside front wheel up so obviously that inside front wheel is only going to spin up so you have to be so careful and I mean it, it, front wheel drive is, is a is a is a bloody black art to be honest with you you know I've, I've been doing it for I've only driven front wheel drive since I've came back to racing apart from my very short uh, NASCAR career in Europe which I enjoyed very 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 much um, back in a rear wheel drive car but it, it I, it's a really bizarre thing, but people say, oh, you know, you really, you know, you've you've got it now. And I'm like, I have, but I still have to think about it. Yeah. I could jump in a real drive car tomorrow. I don't have to think about it. It all comes natural, like throttle pickup, braking points. It all comes back. Whereas a touring a front wheel drive car, I constantly have to tell myself, do it now, yeah. pick throttle now, brake now, turn in, get off of, you know, 
and it's uh, someone's so, off on their holidays. Going on holiday, yeah, they're from, off from the East Midlands Airport. Do you know what's funny? You can hear that on the radio, right? On this interview. Yeah. We can't run on a Friday because they're not allowed three noisy days in a row. <laughs> so the local council needs to have a word of themselves because <laughs> let me tell you, that aeroplane is louder than my British touring car. That's a fact. So we're coming to the top of the the, uh, the loop now, yeah. and we're heading towards the left-hander, which then takes us back. That's a good question. I'm not. I'm Never. not sure now. We'll no. have to check. We'll, we'll have to have a look. I don't know. We'll call it the second hairpin. Yeah. It's the most horrible corner I've ever attempted in my life. So you what I see? Yeah. What I haven't realised is how much it dips away and then goes to the left here. So you're braking to turn in. So you brake really heavily somewhere on that curve at the end of the markers here. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But then of course, as soon as you get to here, you can see the track falls away. Yeah. So this inside front wheel now wants to just lock up. So you have to modulate your braking, so then you don't scrub enough speed off. Then you have to use the lock to slow the car down, and then you're wearing tyre all the time. So it's right. such a difficult corner. And then on the test day, I didn't take the the proverbial. I didn't. I didn't take the mick here. But some cars, not going to name them, but some of them were like almost four wheels off here. You can see where the where the yeah. ruts dug. They were completely in that bit of grass. Um, so that's something I need to experiment with over this weekend. But you know, it, it's. It seems counterproductive, but actually look how steep the hill is. When you look around now, we've stopped, but look how steep that downhill is. So if you're over here, you're not using the steepness yeah. to accelerate the car, you know? That rut at the other side of the red and white on the on the curb here is yeah. is quite deep there, isn't it? It's that deep must... and it's quite sharp. Yeah. So you've you know I'd imagine if we'd run a soft if we run a soft tire here, you'd have to really watch that for sure on the inside sidewall. But um yeah, that's a lap of the new circuit that we got to and this week. Back onto the pit straight. Yeah, and I guess the, the runoff area here is going to be important because there are. This is going to catch some people out, 100%, isn't it? I think you know if we have if we have a if we have a weekend like Knock Hill with changing weather, which is always a risk this time of year in the lovely country we live in. Um, this is going to be hard, you know. And, and obviously, getting off here is so key. You can see that this is a bolt straight now to turn one. Yeah. Turn one is one of the only overtaking opportunities left at this circuit in a touring car. So if you can get a run out here. It's key to, to, to make an attack into one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting weekend of touring cars. Lots to talk about with uh, sponsors. Fenix Freight are going to be here this weekend. Um, what are those conversations like when you go into hospitality? I mean, it's great for those, the you know, they bring their customers along. They get to meet a, a top BTCC racing driver. What are the sort of questions that the sponsors are asking and guests are asking? Well, we, yeah, I mean, everybody's slightly different, but we do a bit of a Q&A and we utilise the um, powers of David Addison, the, the TV star. Um, he's not really a star, is he? He's an ITV4 commentator for British Touring. He won't mind me saying that. He's a very nice guy. So he does the interview. Me and him have got like a love-hate relationship, so he often picks on me to uh, get a few laughs, which is fine. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, a lot of people, it's their first time in British Touring Cars, so they want to understand the technicalities of it. It's quite a confusing championship, um, and we find ourselves having to... You know, people have watched it in the past, maybe, and they go, oh, so when do they add the weight? So we now have to, we, we spend a lot of time these days, I've noticed, explaining that actually we don't have the weight anymore, we now have hybrid. Um, but then they go, oh yeah, but it doesn't seem to be making as much of a difference. Then we have to obviously be, you know, we have to be political about it and we have to say, well, that's because this is this and this is this. So you spend a lot of time explaining the technicalities, obviously reverse grid, a lot of people aren't, aren't versed with reverse grid races. Um, and then, you know, people want to know a bit about you, how you, how you got involved, how you got into touring cars. So, you know, that brings us whole back to the start of the conversation yeah. on why sponsorship's important and how the guys support us. So, um, you know, it's not only me, uh, Phoenix uh, do do a bit with Ash as well. So 
have to put up with him. You know, it's just it's it's a. You know, I, I enjoyed it at the start. It's a drag now because he is pretty good and it's boring telling everybody how good he is. It's been really interesting talking to Jamie and Jacob from Phoenix Freight who I, I suspect uh, have become greater motor racing fans because of their involvement with you and that spills over into the conversations they have with, with their customers. I think so, you know, and I, I think it's always important to have enthusiastic partners, you know, that's, that's, that's key. Um, but yeah, you know, they always, everybody they bring seems to have a great day. And, you know, I've had people, you know, I think we had some guests at Croft. I mean, Croft, they were very lucky, right? Because it, it was a Napa washout, wasn't it? So anybody that came to Croft instantly became a fan because, oh my God, these are good. These guys are good. Knockhill wasn't quite so successful. But um, yeah, it, 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 it's, 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 it's really good, you know, and obviously allowing people to enter our world. And it is like your own little world. You know, I was talking about this to a friend yesterday. It's like, it's bizarre. I spend more time with these people here and I do at home with family and you know it, it, so they become family you know and even people in other teams and people that you go oh, that guy does my head in actually you don't really want to see anybody not succeed because we're all here trying to do the same thing and we're all we're all striving for the same success so it becomes quite a quite a um, emotional thing to be a part of really so the key thing is I think that the guests enjoy it the sponsors enjoy it and, and ultimately the drivers enjoy it as well you know some for far too long now i think you put a lot of pressure on yourself and actually you know knock hill was such a bad weekend that i sort of got home and just started laughing about it thinking well i'm here doing it aren't i you know i spent 20 years trying to do it and i'm doing it so there's some something to be grateful in there you know chance to put everything right here at donnington park uh you quite like this circuit you've had some success here in the past what are you hoping for this weekend uh you know we 100 percent I want to go after the pole position again. You know, Napa have obviously wiped out pole so far this year. Um, I've only had one, Camo's had two, and Ash has done the rest. So I need to put another another one against my name. So the immediate aim is to how do we how do we put it on pole and qualifying, and then I've got nothing to lose now. Uh, race wins are all I'm interested in. You know, seconds and thirds are great, but you know it's not. You don't get the same feeling. So we'll go for bus for the rest of the year. Obviously, my engineer and I we've turned our attention already to 2024. You know, how do we how do we put together a title assault? Um, I've been in the championship long enough now, you know, I've got enough experience, so I need to figure out for my own sort of peace of mind, how am I going to we'll just move because these guys are a bit annoyed. Yeah, they're painting the curves painting here, the curves. Oh, Sorry, guys. All nice and fresh. Um, so I've just got to figure out for my own peace of mind, really, how we put a championship assault together. So that's our, that's where our attention's turned. But in doing that, it means that the pressure's off, can win races. It'd be great to get top five in the championship. You know, we've got about 60 points to find to get there. If we could do that, that would be great. I think that would be a, a, a good first year with Napa Racing UK. It would cement myself as, you know, one of the one of the top drivers in the championship. And then I think, you know, we can turn our attention. But equally, I am here to play a team game. As I said, you know, as we've said through the interview, we are very close. The three of us, you know, we're we're all good mates on and off the track. If it comes to a position where I need to sacrifice myself to to protect Ash, for example. I'll, you know, I'll happily do it um, as long as it comes back the other way. Otherwise, we'll have a fist fight at the end of next year. But you know, that, that's that's something to worry about then. So, yeah, I think um, uh, you know, my job now is to, is to go out there, prove how how fast I am and the car is, and hopefully we'll get to Brand Touch and there'll be some silverware for the team. Absolutely. I'm just going to have a look and see how long it's taken us to go round. Probably 15, 20 minutes or more. You're going to be wanting to do a quicker lap than that, aren't you? <laughs> Come qualifying. <laughs> 
You better add. I reckon I go around quicker on my push bike. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a go later on the old push bike and uh, especially seeing George Gamble running the track, that's a bit embarrassing. So I'm gonna have to go do some exercise today. Fantastic. Dan, what how what a privilege for me uh, to go round uh, Donington Park uh, with you. Have a fantastic weekend uh, and I know you're gonna have fun with all the Phoenix Freight uh, people who are coming this weekend. Lots of information on their website if you need to know more information, phoenixfreight.com. <laughs>